Welcome to Moments of Grace. I trust it's going to be an exciting and scintillating time in God's Word. God bless you as you listen today. Matthew chapter number 25, verses 37 to 40, I'm sure. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king, you know, who's the king? Oh, come on, you know who the king is. It's not a catching question. Who's the king? Mm -hmm. And the king Christ shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you've done it unto one of the list of these of my brethren. I love this. You have done it unto one of the least of these of my brethren. You have done it. Now, obviously, Christianity is a moralistic religion. But it's important that we understand that we are not defined by morals, by do's or don'ts, by a code of conduct. Because if we do, we'll be no different from the other religions. Are you listening to me? Because just like Christianity preaches morality, so does Islam, so does Buddhism, so does Hinduism. So reduce us to just what we do, you you make us of no distinction with the other religions of the world. The difference between us and them, I have to tell you, my brothers and sisters, is that we are created on two good works. Say that with me. We are created on two good works. Say it again. We are created on two good works. In other words, it's not good works that make us Christians. That's critical. That sounds simple, but if you don't understand that, you will lose the whole essence of Christianity. What makes us Christians is not good works. It's not how moral or moralistic we live. No, no, no. That's not what makes us Christians. Hallelujah. What makes us Christians is our believing and our receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 10, that we have believed that he was raised from the dead, that he came, that he died, and that he rose from the dead. And we receive that. That's what our Christian faith is hinged on. It is hinged on the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. You must never lose sight of that. In all of our singing, in all of our dancing, in all of our rejoicing, in all of our walking in the blessings of God and walking in the this and that and the other, please, child of God, understand that the cornerstone foundation of our faith 
your faith, my faith, is the conviction of that reality that Jesus came, that he died, and that he rose from the dead. And that we have believed that with all of our heart. That's what makes us Christians. By virtue of our receiving that now, God uses that conviction to transform us so that good works result out of that conviction. Do you get it? That's important. That the cross, the old rugged cross that was being sang about in the hymn we sang this morning, the cross is the backbone of our faith. Somebody said the cross. Mm -hmm. The cross. We cannot divorce ourselves from the cross. We cannot differentiate ourselves from the cross. We cannot distinguish ourselves from the cross. The cross is the basis of our faith. It is what our faith lies on. If you take the cross away from uh, what we believe, then we are no different from the Muslim or the Hindu or the Buddhist. So the cross, somebody said the cross. The cross, the cross. Now when you look at the cross, when you look at the cross, the cross has a vertical part of it and then a horizontal part of it. Am I correct? There's the vertical part of the cross. There's a cross right on this uh, building right here. If you go out, you look up, you see a cross. There's a vertical part of the cross and then the horizontal part. There's a reason for it. There's a meaning, a symbolism to it. Because the vertical part of the cross is indicative of our relationship with God. Because Christianity is not just a religion, it is a relationship with God. Anybody has a relationship with God? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. But please note that Christianity is not complete with just a relationship with God because the cross is not just the vertical part alone. For Christianity to be authentic, for Christianity to be real, for Christianity to be Christianity, for Christianity to be complete, it must be a vertical relationship with God and a horizontal relationship with each other. Oh, you missed your cue to give the Lord a round of applause right there. Come on. Never ever forget that. They came and asked Jesus, a lawyer, in Matthew 22, because lawyers are always asking naughty questions. The lawyer asked you a naughty question, it didn't start with you, it started with the law. He said, which of the law, because there, 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 there are over 500 laws in the Old Testament, God gave and the, the, the religious leaders, they expounded them to over 500, because that's what religious leaders do. Praise the Lord. Instead of, instead of helping us to live right, 
they just broaden us out and make us feel like losers. That's what religion, religion does. Praise the Lord. So they came and asked him, said, out of all the Lord, which is the most important? Jesus will answer them. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, thy mind, thy soul, thy strength. That's the first and the greatest commandment. He did not finish there. He said the second is like the first. Or the second is as vital as the first. Or the second is as important as the first. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Because the cross is not complete if all you have is a vertical portion of it. You've got to put in the horizontal portion of it to get across. Talk to me, somebody. Over and over and over again in all of his letters, all of his epistles, Apostle Paul, when he writes to the church, go look at it. It's all in your Bible. He will talk about uh, uh, your work of faith and your labor of love. He said, I thank the Lord for your work of faith and your labor of love. Say that with me. Your work of faith and your labor of love. Say it again, walk of faith and your labor of love. Say it one more time, say walk of faith and your labor of love. Because your walk of faith speaks to your relationship with God. God wants us to have faith in him. Many of us, we have put faith that we're supposed to put in God. We are putting in people. Some of us have put it in government. Some have put it in principles. Some of us put it in our vocation. We're putting it in our ministry. These are all erroneous. God wants you to put your faith in him. Not even in your brother or your sister. It is a mistake to put your faith in man. When you do that, you're setting yourself up for gross disappointment. I don't care how cute or how powerful or how educated or good looking it is i don't care how close he is to you maybe he's your daddy or your mama or your spouse or what the underlying thread between all of us is that we are human and whoever is human will always disappoint you with time talk to me somebody join baptist aa allison jim for grace division 2015 july 22nd to 26th at grace international church Five days of heaven on earth. The guest ministers, Dr. Jackie McCullough. There's something about seeing him. And Greg Patrick. <laughs> you will get stronger. Also ministering, Psalmist Rocky Adoskin. And Stacey Egbo. See you there. Am I helping anybody? So it is your work. That's why people fail in relationships. People get a divorce. People lose their mind. Because you're giving to Jimmy what you ought to give to God. Let me tell you something. When you trust a man too much, I don't care if it's your first love and your first boyfriend and this, this, this and all of this. You are entrusting to him something he cannot keep. Something he cannot it's, 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 it's amazing to me, especially single women, excuse me sisters, but single women, they think marriage is utopian, oh, wanting to be married, I can't wait now, and you see women, they meet them, you know, and they, they feel like it's some achievement to get married, and I'm thinking, <laughs> because I know how crazy the boys are, don't fool with me, I'll tell who you are. 
you think it's an achievement do you cook up yourself with pray for me but 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 if what you have put in him you put in god he will never fail you he will never forsake you he will never disappoint you oh lord have mercy so that's why he said your work of faith in god and your labor of love to me don't put your faith in me it's your love that you have to walk on on me say amen somebody so over and over again it talks about the work of faith and labor of love so our responsibility to god is to develop our faith apparatus in him and uh, but but, that, that, but christianity is not complete until we not only develop our faith in God, but we walk on our love to one another. And I love the way he put it. He called it labor of love because sometimes it's very laborious to love some of us. Talk to me, somebody. <laughs> it's okay to love somebody who is lovable, but every now and again, God will put somebody, I, I don't care how good you are and your, how wonderful your upbringing is, I, I bet you there's somebody in your kinfolk, somebody, crazy cousin Jimmy, somebody. <laughs> somebody flashed across your mind when I said that. Somebody, you know that, that brother in church who's always talking to you anyhow? Please note that the, this, it's, your, your blessing and your victory will not come by you avoiding them. Mm -hmm. God put them there to give you an opportunity to develop your labor of love. To learn how to take what you could not take. To let, that's why he called long suffering one of the fruit of the spirit. To suffer long. To take it when you think you can't take it. To develop you and to strengthen you is what he calls labor Your cross is not complete until you learn to develop your labor of love. Talk to me. Are you, are, you, are you feeling me this morning? So every day that I wake up, I must be interested not just in talking to God, but also in talking to you. I must work on my relationship with God and my relationship with you. Because if all I'm interested in is in talking to God, my Christianity is not authentic. My Christianity is not real. Those who think they are too deep, and too spiritual and they pray all the time 24 hours a day and seven days a week and they're praying in tongues and they can't relate to any one of us they have no idea what christianity is because if they know what true christianity is they will see that jesus talked to god all night but hung out with sinners all day it is not enough for you to talk to god you must come down from your high horse and be able to relate with me to come down to my level to understand who I am, to love me just as I am. Not ex uh. Hallelujah. And there's not too much of a challenge in loving God because God is perfect. But the real challenge 
isn't loving me? <laughs> Are you listening to me? Loving me just as I am. Loving me the way God loved me. Because please understand, God loved me just as I am. He qualified me. He didn't wait for me to qualify myself. Thanks unto the Father who had made us meet. Just as I am, he qualified me. And received me and accepted me. And if I'm good enough for him, I ought to be good enough for you. So I may not speak right and I may be rough around the edges and I'm, I may be too loud and boisterous for you and I may step on your foot every now and again. But you are commanded to love me. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. To bear up with me. Hallelujah. You know what love is? I know you know what love is. Paul describes what love is in 1 Corinthians 13 for us. It's patient. Patient with me. Kind. Kind with me. It suffers long. Love believes all things. Hopes all things. Hallelujah. Love is not proud. It's not pompous. It's not puffed up. Does not boast. Love does not put people down. Love does not talk anyhow. Love is sensitive to other people. Sensitive to how they feel. Sensitive to what they think. Love does not put, does not put people away. Love does not describe somebody as that, oh, that, that, that woman, she's almost 400 pounds. No, no, love doesn't do that. Because, because, that, that, uh, uh, hallelujah. Neither does love call that brother, brother is short. No. Because no brother likes to be described. Hello, somebody. He's <laughs> sensitive. Always puts himself in the other person's place. Hallelujah. Watches how he react, how he responds, how he deals, how he interacts. Love. Now, while love is a responsibility to every one of us, there are rewards. To loving. Hallelujah. And can I just tell you something? Praise the Lord. The Bible says that every one of us, that after we've been tried, as the word of God, after we've been tried and after we've overcome the trial, we get a crown. That's in your Bible. Okay. Now, but please note that the crown is for those who are tried. Because many of us don't like trials. I don't like trials too. Hello somebody. But trials are the reality of life. You cannot get a crown without being tried. Now, now the crown is not just for you being tried. The crown is when you have victory over your trial. Let me break it down to you. The crown is when your marriage is not working well and you choose to stick in there until you get victory in it. 
I just thought I would break it down to you. The crown is in loving your, your unlovable teenager, even though they are acting crazy. The, 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 the crown is in bearing up with the wayward person in your workplace, even though they are always putting you down. The, 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 the crown is for him who gets victory over the trial. Somebody say crown. I, I, I have to say this. I have to say this with all of the with all of the uh, uh, debate in our society today and all of the hypocrisy that I see. Many of us are quick to judge homosexuality in our society. But please know that the scripture does not teach against homosexual uh, attraction. The scripture teaches against homosexual indulgence. Just like it teaches against heterosexual indulgence. Now, many of us were quick to say we speak for God when we say homosexuality is a sin. And you're right when you say homosexuality is a, is a sin. But please know that if you have never been attracted to somebody of the same sex, God is not going to crown you just because you did not have a homosexual ex uh, 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 indulgence. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. When I get to heaven, God is not going to crown me for not eating grass. I've never been that trapped. Never have a desire to eat grass. Hey, are you a gym? Come on. You never ate grass in all of your years on earth. Come and take this crown. No. Praise the Lord. But God is going to crown me for stuff I felt like doing. I wanted to do. I desired to do. But because of my love for God, I controlled myself from doing. That's what God is crown me for. Talk to me somebody. He's going to crown me for wanting to curse somebody out and I held my meal. He's going to crown me for wanting to be flip out and I controlled myself. He's going to crown me for being sensitive when I wanted to put up that finger. That's what I get a crown for. I get a crown for stuff I didn't feel like doing, but I chose to do because I love God and I walk on my labor of love to you. That's what's going to get me. Grace International Church invites you to Freedom One Way 2015 Youth and Young Adult Conference. Join hosts Drs. A.A. and Alice Ajim, Saturday, July 11th at 6.30 p.m., Sunday, July 12th at 11 a.m., and concert at 6.30 p.m. featuring Stella award-winning psalmist, The Walls Group. Caribbean Gospel Music Marlin Award Artist Joel Positive Murray. Plus the Heavenly Shepherds One Way Worship, Dance Drama Team, and much more. Admission is free. See you there. He has an inheritance for you. Praise the Lord. My father, when he died, in his will, his will, he did not will his stuff to us based on how good we performed when he was alive. No. In fact, there were some of my brothers, and I won't mention any names, because I may get in trouble. <laughs> Who were very rascally when daddy was alive. But the inheritance was not a function of their behavior. 
the inheritance was a function of the fact that they, they were his. Tell somebody, I'm God's. Hallelujah. That even though we have an inheritance, but that inheritance is not just at everywhere. It is at somewhere. And if you want the inheritance, you have to be willing to move. Tell somebody, move, move, make a move. You can't just be static or stationary and think you can sit at home and inheritance. No, no, it doesn't work that way. No, no, no. You have to move from where you are at to where the inheritance is for you to experience it. Because I don't understand how some of us believers... I can't understand. The Bible says faith without works is dead. Because our actions is totally different from our profession. And God is saying for your to be effective, your profession has to match up with your action. Your profession has to match up with your conviction. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. It's not enough to believe, and it's not enough to just speak. Our speaking has to match our believing. Talk to me, somebody. So if I'm going to experience this inheritance... I have to understand that God said he has put this inheritance in light. And I must move from where I am to the light. Thanks for listening to our broadcast today. I trust you are truly blessed by the word. Today's message is available in its entirety by visiting us on our website. If you want to receive Jesus into your life, why don't you pray this simple prayer with me? Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come and be my Savior. I give my life to you. If you pray that simple prayer, we believe that you have been born again. Please call us. Let us know. If you have any prayer requests or any help, please call into our office or send us an email. We're here to help you in your journey with God. If you're ever in or around the Houston, Texas area, you need to join us for one of our services. Our services are just simply out of this world. We'll be expecting to see you. Our praise and worship is impeccable. The messages are practical and life-changing, and the community of faith here is just wonderful. We would love to have you. But if you can't join us because of geography or location, you can always tune in on live stream by going on our website and seeing our times. God bless you. We'll be back here with some more word next week at this station at this time. God bless you.